Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Spooked. The Scary Story Improvised Podcast. I'm Damian Depping. I'm Cody Crane. And I'm your guest, Eric Andrews. Yeah, guest hosting for the first time. Oh, I'm not just a guest. I'm a guest host. You're the host. You're a guest host. Oh, welcome to Spooks. <laughs> Did you just call him a ho, a guest ho? A, yes. a guest host. A guest oh, okay. host. And th- that's our guest. We got Artie Hoffman here. <laughs> woo Welcome. We never had a Thank guest you. ho before. <laughs> well, we're, we're this not- isn't Stern here. We're not the Howard Stern show. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Um... Artie, you're a uh, psychic medium for the folks that uh, at home that don't know. That don't know who I am? Yeah. Yep, that's what I am. Yeah, I've been doing it for 31 years, so it's a pretty cool gig, I got to tell you. It's, it's really interesting to uh, tell people things uh, where I've never met them before and and to help people out with their problems. And, you know, it's interesting. I've had people say to me that when they were in session with me, one lady literally said one session with you, this one hour session with you gave me more than 10 years of therapy that she was in before because I just get right to the chase. And, um, you know, so it's like I said, it's a pretty cool gig. So hopefully on the success side, right? She, Oh yeah, absolutely. (laughs) She didn't need 10 years of therapy. (laughs) No, she did. She was she was in therapy for ten years, and then and then I gave her a one hour therapy, and she says this meant more to me than the last. I, I wasted ten years of therapy on that sucker. Oh my so. goodness! Uh, but uh, any case, but it's all good. It's all good. So Eric, what's up? Yeah. Well, Eric, is there anything that you don't want Artie to find out about you? I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of things that I wouldn't like him to find out. <laughs> um. But I, yeah, I don't, I'm just, I'm very interested. Even before coming here today, I'm, I'm one of the not skeptical ones here on this podcast. Um, and before I left my house, I, I lived down this tiny alleyway. There was a black cat actually stopping my path. And I read somewhere that if you, if you try to call it over, it will reverse the, um, the curse. <laughs> well, uh, well, I, you know, though, to me, that's all superstitions. Yeah, I so, believe I believe in everything. <laughs> see, well, the thing is, if you believe, see, that's just it. If you believe in superstitions, then they are real. They are for real superstitions. They are for real. If you believe in it, yeah. If you give anybody or anything any power. It will manifest itself. It, it, it will be real. Yeah. So it's like there are times where people will say, Artie, how, how long do you see me living? And it's like if they're not already on their deathbed, it's like I'm not going to tell you a number of when I feel how long you're going to live. Because what will happen is that subconsciously it will be buried in your mind and you could actually create that to be a self-fulfilling prophecy. Oh, for sure. Get this, Artie. I... Now this is probably something I shouldn't be saying, but I uh, I stole a little trinket from a store the other day. <laughs> I really I stole a cassette tape of Jeff Jeff Foxworthy. Oh, okay, that's you I might be a redneck. Okay. It was it's a cassette 90, tape, like 1992. Only so. a redneck would do that. <laughs> <laughs> but I I slid it in my sleeve and I walked out of this vintage store. Um. And then later in that day, I was cleaning my basement, and I picked up an old receipt paper, and I crumpled it, and there was a piece of glass in it, and the glass stuck in my hand, making my hand red, almost as if I were caught red-handed. There you go. Oh. <laughs> there you go. What is that? And you know well, what happens is that like, if, you're, if you're doing something and you're feeling really guilty about something, it's almost like, you're, again, you're drawing the negativity. It's like, all right, there's got to be a payback to it. Well, get this. out of All right, I got it. Out of nowhere, <laughs> right, this morning, all of my YouTube was filled with 
blue collar comedy tour Whoa. clips. No, like as suggested clips. Even though I don't, I don't watch any of them. Me oh, neither. You do too. <laughs> no, I don't. I mean, you do too. So it knew. YouTube connections. Yeah. What? Artie, can you tell us when Eric will die? No. <laughs> <laughs> I because I'll believe you is the thing. <laughs> It wouldn't I'm be thinking good, 91. <laughs> that's good. In some, for some reason, in my head, I always thought I'd be. Are you okay, Artie? Yeah, I'm good. Okay, I'm, good. I'm outside. There are dogs outside. That's okay, right. you're under attack. Like wild dogs? I'm under attack. Uh, 91 sounds like a great year. You were thinking. Oh, I didn't say you're going to go in the year 91. I just said <laughs> you're going to live to be 91. Oh, not 2091. <laughs> You're all good. All righty. <laughs> you have um, nothing to worry about. Like I said, I don't. I don't tell people when they're going to die. Even if people ask me, I don't. I'm not going to tell them that. Yeah. And put it this way: even with uh, relationships, if I see something bad in somebody's relationship, if they're not asking me about it, I'm not saying it. But if they're asking me about their relationship, then I'll tell them the truth of do whatever you, I think. Do you think I that? If somebody is asking you about the relationship, that there probably is a problem already? Um, most of the time, that's true. But a lot of times, people are, are so insecure because of their past relationship that even when things are going great, yeah. they're always waiting for the other shoe to drop. So on the most part, um, like I said, um, on the most part, usually if someone's asking me, if they're asking me about their relationship, then, um, yeah, it's usually something's wrong. But it's not always the case. It's not always the case. But, you know, common sense would think that. Now, here, here's another funny connection. You, you said something about the shoe dropping. And now there are dogs barking, which is another euphemism for sore feet. <laughs> See, I've never known that. My dogs are barking. Eric, are you making a prediction that Artie's feet are sore? I'm just saying it might be. But I'm not. I don't have that ability. Well, maybe Artie sees potential in you. Of course, there's potential in everybody. If that's what you want, if if you – and listen, I've learned how to do what I do. I didn't have spit. I've learned how to do this when I was 27 years old. Yeah. And, And it all came from a postcard in the junk mail. And it said, how would you like to develop your psychic ability and intuitiveness? Go to the Edgar Casey Foundation for this one weekend seminar in Virginia Beach. And so I thought it was interesting. I didn't look at it like, oh, this is the answer to my prayers or this yeah. is what I needed. I, di- I just did it for shits and giggles just to see if I can do it. Was, you there, know? was there something – Did you were you thinking about it before that? Or? No, no, not it, one else. So it, it just came out of nowhere. It wasn't like something you called upon yourself. Yeah, yeah, it, it really wasn't. As a matter of fact, you know, I mean, I've seen um, psychics and uh, mediums beforehand. I did, uh, you know, for, for them to read me. And then, you know, I had a couple of uh, psychics and mediums say, you know, Art, you have the gift, too. You could do this, too. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just I don't care about that. Just tell me about my love life or about my uh, career, my business. That's all I cared about. Mm. You know, as far as them telling me that I could do that, it's like held no interest to me whatsoever. It's, and, uh, it's, it's funny in a way that you said you only cared about your career and business at, about being a psychic, and now you are. So in a way, in a way, everything that you were caring about was what they were telling you to go into anyway. Is kind of what you're saying. And it, yeah, it ended up being a, a good. Yeah, it ended up being my career, and um, you know. But they never said that because at the time I used to uh, study acting, and I was thinking about you know wanting to be an actor or stand up co- comic and stuff like that. So as far as me making it out publicly, I was always thinking that that's how I was going to make it out in that direction, not as a psychic or a medium. But right now, what I do is like when I'm speaking publicly, I um, I make it funny. You know, I, I make it a show. So it's not just like all serious where I'm just talking about, you know, people's loved ones who have passed away or, you know, it's like I walk up to a 78 year old lady and tell her I said, I hate to tell you this, but uh, I don't see you having any more babies. <laughs> you know, so. Got but I just, I just, uh, you know, we'll we'll goof on people and stuff. Um, but uh, but you... I, but I tell funny stories uh, of my past because I've read for over twenty nine thousand people. So I've had a wow. lot of funny stories, a lot of weird situations go on. So I talk about you know funny scenarios. 
out of out of all those people are you are you allowed to say the experiences that you've shared or is it something that you like doctor patient confidentiality there no with some people no with some situations and people like i don't discuss with celebrities who i've read for um but i as far as stories because you don't know them from shanghai so i'll i'll just say to you um i'll just say to you that um a really interesting so i have a lot of interesting stories so this girl comes into my uh, place and um she was covered from neck to toe in tattoos Kat and, Von D. Uh, what was that cat von d yes yes and so what happened was uh <laughs> she said to me she said to me that um she said already i've been thinking about you every single day for two years and i'm thinking to myself all right well i'm flattered i'm not attracted to you but i'm flattered and then uh, all of a sudden, uh, she said, you read for me two years ago, and you held my hand. And as soon as you held my hand, you heard a song that said, Highway to Hell, I'm going to Highway to Hell. I started singing the song by ACDC. Yeah. So, and then before you know it, before you know it, um, you said to me, when you held my hand and started singing that song, you said to me, if I don't stop doing what I'm doing, that I am going to... I'm going to uh, go to jail if I don't. I'm going to get caught at doing what I'm doing. I'm going to end up going to jail. Whoa! So anyway, so she ended up doing something she should not have been doing. She said, "I got caught one week later, even with your advice. You told me not to, and and I ended up going to jail for two years. Whoa. And every day I woke up, I I thought to myself, why did I not listen to Artie? Now this is uh, that's an amazing story, and I also think it's a great business angle for you um you could be the song psychic you know the singer well yeah and it's like where you hear the song you sing it to them bit of a show yep and it gives them advice kind of through the music that i mean i do all the time that's really yeah that's really interesting yeah most yeah i i would say that um I would say like half my readings, I'm usually singing a song. And it's not because I just want to sing a song. All of a sudden, the spirit world will sing a song into my thoughts. And then whatever that song is about, that's what's going on with the person. You should get an accompanist to uh, to help you like uh, round out the show a little bit. You know, as soon as you there start you singing, go. they pick it up. Oh, and right. then, there you go. It makes it more of a show. You what? know, so the very first time that ever happened... Uh, a lady said to me, she goes, Artie, what do you see for me in my relationship? And uh, so I held her hand and I started hearing the song. That's me and you, a part-time lover by Stevie Wonder. Oh, man. And I, said, and I looked at her and I said, your husband's cheating on you. She goes, I think you're right. I said, no, he is. Because the song is about a part-time lover. Now, does that make so, it hard? Do you have to kind of like not listen to music all day? Because... It could influence your no. mind in any way? No, not at all. No. Not Ar- one ounce. Artie, has this no, made because... it so you never needed to buy an iPod? That's it. That's <laughs> it. I'll just sing me a song. Anything. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I like. Put it out there. I'll have put you... it on shuffle. <laughs> have you ever gotten a song predict like a prediction stuck in your head and you just can't get it out for the rest of the week? Uh, I would say for the rest of the week, rest of the day, yeah, but yeah. not rest of the week. Yeah, some, there's some tunes that are pretty catchy. But when I'm out and about in public, it's like uh, I'm just like everybody else. It's not like I'm on 24-7 and I'm seeing spirits no. all over the place or I get messages about people all over the place. When I'm out in public, I'm off. And the only time I'm on is when I want to turn it on in the moment. And do you do you find that most of the songs you hear are from the 80s, 90s? Well, the classic rock, because they yeah. sing the songs to me. In, in the way that I would relate to it, that I would know. So I'm a big classic rock person. Of course. You know, so they would have to channel through you, through things you'd know. Like a Lady Gaga would song wouldn't come out because I, I don't, I, maybe you are a fan, but it, you know, uh, I can't, I can't picture, you know, you, you thinking, oh, I can't even think of a Lady Gaga song at the moment. Monster? Yeah, no, but, <laughs> yeah, but, no, but you want to know something? There are songs that, I I don't think if I've ever heard before or there are songs that um, I haven't heard in many, many, many years or it could be a kid's song or it could be whatever. But again, whatever that song is about, that's what's going on with the person. Whoa. 
you know. So uh, that was really interesting, though, when it first started to happen, because I'm saying, I'm like, like, oh, wow, that's interesting. You know, I, I've, I've learned to train to block, to blank out my mind. And then when I blank out my mind, whatever thoughts just naturally come through, I share it with the person. And I don't always know why I'm saying what I'm saying or what I'm talking about, but whatever's on my on my lips. So I'll share it with the person. And a lot of times they can relate to what I'm saying. But then there are times they don't know what I'm saying. And then it's not until days, weeks, or many months later that two and two equal up. Well, uh, what is it that actually, like, comes to you? Is it, like, spirits coming to you? What's telling you these things? What's giving you the information? Uh, well, there's a few. Yeah, well, I hired a few spirits. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's the angels. There's your loved ones who passed away. There's spirit guides. Did you have actually did they have to have a resume and like cover letter? Did you go oh, through absolutely. a bunch of different absolutely. spirits? Yeah. I had to interview a lot of them. Some didn't make the cut. <laughs> Some of them, uh, most of them made the cut. You know, they're very cooperative. And, uh, you know, people say, you know, uh, so why do you work? Uh, you know, why do you make a living talking to dead people? And I said, well, they pay more. That's why. <laughs> um, <laughs> you so- got to go where the money's at. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, so you believe it? You believe in ghosts, then, obviously. Um, oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. Do you associate uh, like spirits and ghosts with religion? No, not at all. Not at all. Okay. Not yeah, at all. I'm a lot of people do associate like those spirits and uh, ghosts with uh, religion, but I'm a believer of ghosts, and I don't have that kind of belief. Um. Well, ghosts are the essence of people who have been here before. So, you know, ghosts is, you know, their, their vibration is still here on Earth. When uh, there are people who die suddenly really fast, they don't even realize that they're dead. And so they stay stuck still being around the same building or the same area where they last were. Because they don't even realize they're dead because it happened so quickly. But you call them like angels when you're talking, right? Like that's your. Well, that's a different vibration. That's There's a different a- vibration. And, and, and so, in other words, say one of your loved ones passed away. Say it would be your grandparents or anybody who's passed away. Um, now, a lot of people say, oh, they're my angel. They're the ones watching over me. They're not your angel per se, but that's like they're your angel within your heart. But as far as literally, are they an angel? No. But. You know, from the heart, you could call them, this, they're my angel, they're watching over me. Because an angel is an angel, a spirit is a spirit, a spirit guide is a spirit guide. You know, the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit. You have your archangels, your other angels, your personal angels. There's different vibrations of angels and spirit guides. And then you have your physical people who you love that are on the other side. And, and they all are capable of communicating messages to you. And then, unfortunately, you have the demonic side, too. So those you have to, when you have that within your house or, or place or whatever, you, um, you know, you should do a cleansing to release them so that they could go to where they need to be and not at your house and scare the hell out of you. Yeah. Now, for me, um, I feel like I've had an angel kind of protecting me for most of my life. And then in recent years, I feel like it's kind of gone away, and it doesn't feel like there's anything there anymore. Is that when your life went to crap? <laughs> I'm like, <"Hey>, thank <laughs> Ever since then, ever since my angels left me, my whole life has been crap. It hasn't been crap, but it feels more lonely in a weird way. Right. I don't know what that is. I'm still, I'm still doing okay. Right. I'm still pretty successful. Right. Well, see, exactly what happened to you, like what you're feeling right now, that's what happened to me where when I um, – I'll give you an example So, because uh, I can relate to exactly what you're saying right now. So when I was 27 years old, I was married, nice house, you know, uh, just had a child. My, I have my other business, and that was going well. Her family loves me. My family loves her. Everything was going fine. But yet I still wasn't fully complete. That means you, you're, you're still not complete inside. And so where I wasn't complete was my purpose and actually true love. Because at that time, I loved my wife. I wasn't in love with her. 
And so therefore I ended up, you know, calling out to God and I said, God, I need answers. I need clear answers. Please don't scare the hell out of me. And so, uh, and then he sent you, you know, a postcard got, and he sent me a postcard in the mail, literally. And then, uh, that, that, that one weekend that I, I did go away, obviously that one weekend literally changed my life forever. Whoa. And, uh, and, um, you know, I, I've helped heal thousands of people emotionally, physically, there's, there's, so, there's kind of a TV show based on this now where it's called God Friended Me, where, where God actually Facebook friends one guy and then he sends him people to help. Is that yeah. close? Is that close or is that, am I reaching here? I, I've never seen that TV show before. I saw the commercials for it, but I never saw it. I actually should see, now that you got me, uh, thinking about it now i should actually watch that show to see it's probably more on the religious side but yeah could be yeah but spirituality it's really funny you know i asked this one girl uh i said are you spiritual and she goes no i'm catholic (laughs) (laughs) i thought that was so damn funny but you know uh but not all religious people are spiritual they might think they are but they're not you know some some of the most religious people are like the meanest people and i feel like the most religious, spiritual act that you could possibly do is literally being kind to your fellow man. There's nothing more other than prayer, nothing more spiritual or religious that you could possibly do is to be kind to your fellow man. That's, that's it. That's a great message. The ultimate. Um, my little counterpoint as the, the skeptic non-believer, to me it seems that a, a lot of what you do is less to do with spirits and anything and just – really having an understanding of human emotions and uh, human relationships from, from what I'm, I'm hearing so far, it, it seems to be a lot more about just understanding human behavior rather than some sort of spiritual connection. But I feel like oh, not- for you, you're looking for the, the wrong. You well, know? I wasn't looking for anything. <laughs> I was just listening to the stories he was giving and all of the stories were about relationships and human behavior and the way people respond to these things. This just ha- that just happens to be the conversation in the moment. It's all sure. about the spiritual world because, um, you know, the reason why uh, people come to me is because they are very lost. They're hurting emotionally. And so they're looking for answers. They miss their loved ones in the spiritual world really bad. Um, a lot of times the problem of whatever it is, it could be any problem. It's not the problem that's the problem. It's your perception on how you're dealing with the person or the situation is what the problem is. It's how you're choosing to deal with it, which allow, which affects the quality of your life. So the, the secret to life is all about perception because everything is as big as it is and all the same things, everything's as small as it is. It still is what it is. It only is what it is according to the energy of what you give it. Now, when I do uh, spiritual work and I'm connecting to a loved one, I'm going to tell you a really interesting story that I feel you're going to love. And, um, it's in my book. I wrote a book called angels and dancers. And, um, I tell people, you're going to think that I wrote that book specifically just for you. Um, and, and it explains about life, uh, on a very simplistic, but detailed, you know, in, in a certain simplistic detailed way so that you understand the meaning of life and the meaning of your life. Um, so this one story is because uh, there is a, a woman who came to see me for a reading who is very much so like you as far as being very skeptic, but she desperately wanted to hear from her mother. So after her half hour reading, you know, now when I connect to the spiritual world, I tell people, well, show me a picture of whoever it is you want to communicate to. And it doesn't have to be a recent picture. It could also be a picture of your grandfather when he was 12 years old. I don't care. I just want to connect to the energy. So when I look into the eyes of the picture, whether it be a picture or a picture within your phone, when I look at the picture, the spirit starts communicating to me in my thoughts. So this one girl gives me a picture of her mother, and I'm giving her all this information about her mother. After the reading was over, a half hour later, she says, Art, she goes, I'm still having a hard time believing that you're actually communicating to my mother. She goes, it's true. She goes, you gave me some specifics that you would not know that has to do with my mother. And there are other things that you told me were kind of general, but it still had to do with my mother. But I'm still having a hard time actually believing that you're communicating to my mother. 
So I said, well, I can only share with you what the spiritual world shares with me. So I said to her, I said, let me see your mother's picture one last time. So I'm looking at her mother's picture. And uh, I said, your mom is showing me cows. She goes, what do you want me to do with that? I go, I don't know. Your mom is showing me cows. So in my eyes mind, I started to see all the cows stand up and they were all mooing. So I said to her, I don't know why I'm doing this, but, and I looked at her and I go, moo. And she started to cry. Uh Oh, there goes the dogs again. So she started to cry and I go, what's the matter? And she points to her mother's picture. She goes, that's my mother's name. I go, what are you talking about? Her name's Muriel, but everyone called her Moo. Whoa. Yeah, that's that's something you wouldn't just guess. Right. <laughs> so, and I have lots of stories like that. Wow. You know, it just it just goes and goes and goes. Well, Arden, so, let me ask you about this. Let me tell you, uh, we have a... I have uh, some uh, paranormal uh, stories around Ontario here, some haunted places, as you will. So I, I oh, wanna... they're out there in Canada too. I thought that was just America. <laughs> it's not just in Jersey, Artie. We got them everywhere. I thought it was just in Jersey. <laughs> you guys have been exporting them around the country. It's a little ridiculous. Um, it's like Ghostbusters. They're spreading out all over the place. We need more tariffs on it. I think. Exactly. So I got a I got a story here. Uh, from Bracebridge, Ontario, at the Inn at the Falls. Another old hotel with a handful of guests who won't check out, even after dying. This one <laughs> Sounds has... like Hotel California. <laughs> you could check in, but you're not going to check out. <laughs> yeah, well, does the hotel not let them check out? Because I think in Hotel California, the hotel's like, no, no, no. Well, I think that if the ghost asked the people at the hotel, they would let them check yeah, out. Yeah, but they just won't? They won't leave these ghosts. This one has three ghosts with uh, post-mortem nicknames. Bob, who hurls objects in the kitchen. Sarah, who wanders and cries upstairs. And Charlie... Room 105 near the top of the stairs has been a hotbed for paranormal activity. Maybe that's why they can't check out, because they don't have their real names. <laughs> that's true. It could be the real names. So that's the story, Artie. Uh, now, do you think that these are like kind of like common things? Like I read a lot of uh, these uh, ghost stories and everything, like people that throw objects. Have you ever experienced anything like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and um, I said to um, one of my friends, you know, who I, when I was connecting to her father, uh, I said to one of my friends, I said, your father said he's going to throw something across the room to let you know that that's him. And so what happened was when she was setting up her Christmas tree and she put her father's ornament on the Christmas tree, the ornament, while she was getting the other ornaments, the ornament flew right across the room. Like somehow it came right out. It came right out of, uh, right off the tree, and it just went right across the room. And, and she wasn't looking at it at the time, but um, but she says, yeah. She goes, it, it happened like two weeks later after I spoke to her. And she goes, Artie, it was crazy. You told me that my father was going to send me a message that something was going to go across the room. And his ornament came right off the tree and went right across the room. Well, and Eric has a similar Christmas debacle. I do have a very similar Christmas story to that, where my <laughs> grandmother, she died Christmas Eve, and she always told her kids, uh, my mom, that she was going to come back and haunt them. And every Christmas Eve, my aunt's Christmas tree falls over. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's more it's, it's scary crazy. for me. <laughs> <laughs> Have you tried buying her a new Christmas tree stand? <laughs> no. Is there anything Eric can do to stop this? Anchor it to the wall. <laughs> now, well, if people want to get spirits out of the house, you know, there's certain rituals that you could do to tell the spirit to leave. I mean, you could command it because you're the one in control. This is our world. They're in the spiritual world. So by the law of nature, if you command them to leave, they're not allowed to stay where they're not wanted. So a lot of times, uh, you know, uh, people will hire priests to cleanse the house or to bless the house. Or if you sage the house, you know, for me, I've done that before where I've saged the house. And then 
if you wipe uh, all the baseboards around your house, with inside your house, all the baseboards with ammonia, ammonia and water, um, you know, the spirit can't take the smell of that and mm. it causes them to leave. And within a matter of hours, if anything, Probably some by bugs the next, too. yeah, exactly. And, and if anything, by the next day, you'll feel the house much, much lighter other than cleaner. Yeah, it depends how much of that ammonia you've taken in. <laughs> yeah, you'll be you'll be floating around yourself. But is that really spirits leaving, or just a, a kind of you giving yourself a peace of mind by by you've done something, so now you can feel better about it? No, you're gonna feel a difference. There's definitely when you you know you could walk. You I know, and for you, and I'm talking about yeah. you specifically. So you you could feel when somebody is just of a negative energy when just standing there or if they were in your room you could tell by the essence of someone being in your room if their energy is that heavy that negative and you could feel it but then again when when the uh, spirit leaves like there's just a different ambiance it's like there's a different ambiance when you're in the space where you're at now if you go from one store to another store there's a different feel to it there's a Everything is energy. Yeah. So, you know, you could clear the energy, and energy is very, very contagious. I, f- I feel like I feel energy um, greatly sometimes. Like, I don't know if you guys have this or this is just something I've built up for myself. Um, but if a TV turns on anywhere near me or not near me, I can feel it and hear it. <laughs> Okay, like just not in the same – like if one of the other apartment units had it. Yeah, <laughs> even if it was on mute. I'm like uh, obviously if you turn the TV neighbors off. had their TVs too loud and you're like, oh, someone turned on a TV. It's like, yeah, we know. <laughs> no, but I could – I, it's like this weird buzzing sound that's really loud even when it's yeah. on mute. Yeah, well, okay. I would consider you to be an empathic and very intuitive. Not necessarily psychic. But intuitive and empathic, where you feel energy, or you feel like some, or a lot of times when you uh, think about somebody and they end up calling you. Yeah, that's a hundred percent me. Yeah. Do you, Artie? Do you see a lot of yourself in Eric here? Eric's a comedian, and everything going forward. Like, because I'm wondering if Eric got one of these postcards in the mail. Right. Do you think that you would pursue something like that? Eric oh. would def- Eric would definitely be able to to manifest doing what I do. With, there's no doubt in my mind. Yeah, I believe you. <laughs> I didn't want to come in saying that I think I have a bit of ability, but uh, secretly, I know I do. Your confidence has been built. The up secret is out. He's coming out of the closet, everybody. <laughs> Not the closet, but the the drawer. <laughs> the drawer. <laughs> He's coming out of the box. <laughs> uh, Artie, I want to know, before uh, before you got this postcard, before this uh, career started for you, did you have paranormal experiences? Like, did you see ghosts or anything like that? No, zero. No, not before. No, it wasn't even. It, no, I mean, I've heard of ghost stories. I'd watch it on TV or the movies or whatever, you know. Um, you know, I, I, of course, I mean, in that sense, yeah. But as personally, personally experience it, no, but every single house that I've ever been in where they claim that um, that there's spirits and spooks and activities going on, whenever I personally have walked into a place, all all activities stop, all activities cease. Mm. And I strongly believe because they know that who I am or what I'm about or what I could do, and I don't think they want to leave, and so therefore they don't really make themselves known to me. So have you still – you've never seen a ghost? Yeah, I have. Oh, you have now. They, yeah. They're more present towards you. Yeah, I've literally had an angel uh, appear uh, as a uh, handsome black gentleman in New York City, in the streets in New York City. And I'm going to tell you a very interesting story with that. And I, and I 100% believe that this fellow was an angel because what happened was – I spent one day in New York City, and I do want to go back and do this again, and I'm not saying this to brag, but I was handing out food and bottles of water to the homeless people in New York City, and I was handing out money, too, like $5 bills, $10 bills, 
And so I was doing that throughout a good course of the day. And it was just to show my thanks to God. And it was just something I just wanted to do. And so it was a long day. And I'm coming back to Penn Station in New York City to go back home. And I'm, I'm having a little conversation with God. And I say, God, am I, am I really making a difference? Or am I just like pissing my money away? Or just, you know, just being a nice guy? Am I like really making a difference? So there's this one fella sitting on the cement walkway with his dog, and he's holding up a cardboard sign that says, you know, I'm homeless, I have AIDS, I'm poor, can you help me out, blah, 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 blah. So I walked up, and I gave him my last bottle of water, and I gave him, like, I don't know, five, $10, whatever it was. So after I got speaking with him for a few seconds and I walked away, a handsome black gentleman came right up to me, and he said, he was very well-dressed, and he looked, and he stopped me, and he said, Sir, I just want you to know that you really do make a big difference. And I saw what you did, and I thought that was amazing. He goes, you really do make a big difference. And I go, wow. I, I just asked God, am I really making a difference? And, like, literally a minute or two later, this gentleman walks up to me and, and says that. That's and I've been so doing nice. this. Yeah, I've been doing this for a very long time. And so anyway, so I wanted to talk to the guy. Like, you know, I walked away, and I wanted to talk to the guy. And now the streets are long in both directions. And I'm looking all over the place, and, and he was nowhere to be found. Whoa. I couldn't find him. Whoa. That's, that's pretty great because my aunt, she constantly talks of angels that she says she has uh, in her house. Um, so I want to interrupt you for two uh, seconds. Oh, please. I, I, this is, yeah, please, go. Everybody who is living, everybody – Every soul, every spirit that's living, you have at least two guardian angels around you 24-7. Now, a guardian angel can only help you out if you ask them to intervene into your life. So if you need for something to happen or want something to happen, I call upon my guardian angels. Thank you for intervening into my life. Thank you for helping me out with this relationship. Thank you for helping me get this job. Thank you for helping me make this computer work. Thank you for helping me get help for my car. Thank you for, you know, so just literally communicate to your angels asking for their assistance and they will help you thank, the only thank you for you never letting me fall naked in the shower there you go yeah there you go or you could say a good you know, uh, you know or, or or with your grandparents or your parents please you know if they're hurting say thank you for keeping them safe but you never say what you don't want mm. only say what you do want out loud if, or in my head both okay uh -oh. Either or. So when you see now, the reason why you have to ask an angel, an angel, the only time an angel can intervene into your life without you asking is if you're in a do or die situation and it's not your time to go and your angels will intervene to save you. If oh. you're, if your time to go, it's your time to go. But okay. if it's not your time to go, your angels will come in to save you. Now, the reason why we need to ask the angels is because God gave everybody free will. So just because your angel would think from their perspective, like, I feel like it would help out Eric if I did this and this and that for him. And it's like, but he, he, you didn't ask for it. So you're, he, the angel would be intervening into your free will, uh, even though the angel feels like it would be for your better, higher good. But when you're asking for their assistance, then you're allowing them to enter into your life to help you out. Okay. Now – Getting back to my story, with that's actually a great point because in this instance, my aunt was woken up by her angel, and she remembers she said she saw this little girl who actually pulled her feet and turned her back around in her bed, so her head was at the foot of the bed, yeah. and she woke up and she was like, "What is going on?" And she saw the angel by uh, her nightstand and then the angel walked out and she just felt this urge to walk out she went downstairs her door was unlocked her front door was unlocked and she locked it she always locks it on this night she didn't and in the neighborhood there was a series of break-ins but if the angel could flip your aunt around couldn't she just lock the door but well, this it, is the thing with the free will right, right exactly they could guide you but then they they're not just going to do it for you because then they'll never t they'll never get the credit. Yeah, you'll just think the <laughs> angel. No, that's what it is. The angels want the credit. Well, that it, makes sense. And then they're going to think that you're going to you're just going to get lazy, and it's yeah. like oh, you know that because I know my angels will do it. Yeah, why well, do anything? 
When I was young, my mom went to a psychic, and the psychic said that I had an angel watching me that was a, a dog. Mm. Now, am I at a disadvantage here, already? Because everyone else seems to be having humans as angels. <laughs> and I get a dog that I don't know if I could fully communicate with. That's interesting. You know, in all the years that I've been doing this, that's the very first time I've ever heard that. <laughs> so, to me, it's actually kind of humorous. Do you have... <laughs> Do you have an angel that's a dog? No. Uh, did you have a dog from the past that you really love that's around you? That I believe. Oh, that did I, you? I, I did, yeah. It was an yeah. old man and a dog, which... Uh, my, uh, you left out the old man, though. I left out the old man because, I mean, everyone's getting two, and if I have one and one's a dog... Well, the other one's the old man, probably. Well, the other yeah. one's the old Who's man. this yeah. old man? I think you've told this story before, but who's this old man? It's because uh, when I was young... Uh, my grandfather uh, would take me out in the wagon with my dog, mm-hmm. and oh. we would go out in the wagon. And Is this his a name euphemism? Was Albert. My dog's name was Bailey, and I'm Cody, so they called us the ABCs. Uh, so it would be your grandfather, then, not an old man. Yeah. No, the A I, is I the A is for a the A is for an old man. <laughs> an old man. Yeah. 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 That, makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. Yes. It, it was a neighborhood old man and a dog, a stray dog. Taking me in a wagon. Who you took the time to get the name of the dog? I don't know. It all ju- it all just feels like wish fulfillment and about people that we've lost, and it's just like we want to have this connection to things that are no longer there. And by someone telling us it's there, we're like, yes, I feel it. Oh, you but believe it, in nothing. I I just I just I don't I, I don't. It reminds me of a, a, an old time song: it. "Me and You and a Dog Named Boo." Ah. <laughs> And that works. That should be the spooked theme song. Oh, yeah. Well, we're going we're gonna to soundbite that. Yeah. <laughs> Just loop it. Uh, but, uh, Damien, you've been sitting here listening. Do you have any yeah. other questions for Artie? Uh, I, I don't really know what I'm, what I'm going to say that uh, I'm going to get a satisfactory answer or I could give a satisfactory answer at the, at the moment. Without it just kind you're of gonna like, put it this way. So mm-hmm. what I'm saying to you, so when I'm looking at you, it's like yeah. you're gonna have an issue with one of your car doors or a car window. You're okay. gonna have a problem with the lock. The, the window's not gonna work properly. I don't know if it's gonna be broken. You're gonna need to fix it. But I'm seeing you trying to get out, and for some reason, the door is not. It's jammed, or or there's or there's something caught in within the door, or but there's a problem. That you're going to be experiencing when you least expect it, with uh, with with the with the door. Here's my problem with with this uh, prediction. It's a very mundane, general thing that could happen to anyone at any time. But and I don't could... have a car. You do. Again, it's a very mundane, general. I thing. I don't have a car. That could have happened to anyone at any but time. But you do. And I could have started by saying I didn't have a car, and he might have said something completely different that would have been like, okay, maybe it was this. Or maybe it's someone else's car. Or maybe you're getting into a car. Have it's you all? But have you experienced so anything with locks lately? No. But it's come. It's mm. not coming yet. I, I, I already said it's coming. Yes. Up. But the thing is, is something could happen at any time, and you will be like, "See, it could." It but could I don't see well that as all... as proof of of this being it, a prediction. That's the it, thing. It could. Well, it, when something when something happens, when something's predicted before it happens. When something's predicted before it happens, or it could be simply you locking your key in your car. But, um, but it's like all of a sudden like, oh, and it's like, you'll, you'll understand, put it this way, you'll think of me when it happens. Oh my God, I hope I'm there. (laughs) (laughs) I know I won't be, but I would love to see your face. But, but he's not gonna like it when it happens, and he's still gonna, uh, it's bullshit. Uh, I know, he's gonna be so angry. He's gonna. Be, I mean, you're gonna be mad about the car, anyways. But if you if you think that this is the only thing that's there, see, in your mind, if it's not black and white, spirituality can break all the laws of physics. Spirituality mm. has its own set of rules, and so to think that this physical world is all there is is, I, I don't know. I would just call that naive. I'm not calling you uh, stupid or anything, but it's just literally naive to think that. Okay. The physical world is that's all there is. It's black and white. Just well, because would, you I don't would, understand it. I would posit it. that thinking that you have a, a understanding of that world is just as naive. 
Why would you say that's naive? Well, I mean, what about what, what maybe about arrogant people, is a better way to put it? <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, I just what about when people prey upon other people? Because this mm-hmm. happened thousands and thousands. Of times. People have had stage four cancer, mm-hmm. literally stage four cancer, and they are preyed upon, or, or healers go to them and they pray for them, and then the next day, they're they're the cancer is literally out of their body. I don't think that has ever really been documented as actually happening. There's been no uh, me- has there a- been medical proof? Thousands yeah, thousands. can we thousands. can we see the documentation for this? I mean, verified by medical professionals, people who oh, have yeah. claimed that. I mean, I know you don't believe it. I see a healer uh, probably once a month, and she's a chiropractic worker as well. So she's like aligning my entire body physically and spiritually. And there's amazing work that has been done where I needed physiotherapy, and she kind of helped with that uh without physio does that that's they say, it, i mean it, it's not cancer it, most but of the evidence a, that i'm getting for all of this stuff is anecdotal and that's my big issue with it is that there's no way that you can verify any of this one of the reasons i'm really excited here is because i came into this podcast today, hoping that something that would only relate to you would be predicted, and, and it, the fact that you're the only one with a car. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't have a car. <laughs> All right. <laughs> can I? Can I ask wow. you? Can I ask you a question just to kind of get off this? I and it's a bit selfish for myself. Um, That's okay. But do you think there's a chance ever in my life that I'd be able to see a spirit? And if I do. How would that change me? I've always wondered. It will give you a... Yes, you will. Uh, It's only because you're calling upon it right now. And um, it will change you because it will give you a confirmation of what you already believe in. See, because everything that I do... Now, mind you, I've been doing this for 31 years, and I've read for over 29,000 people. And I would say that everything that I do is basically on blind faith. And so I'll tell you an interesting story that I'm at an ice cream store and I'm, you know, having my ice cream. I'm by myself. I'm about to go into my car and up against the Do you ice remember cream what store, flavor it was? Just a, Vanilla. Uh-huh. It was vanilla with uh, chocolate sprinkles. <laughs> nice. Yeah, because it happened. It happened only a few months ago. So there was a, a, a group of five people sitting on a bench up against the ice cream building, you know. And so I'm getting in my car. And so one of the girls, the a lady, she said, um, I like your license plate. And because my license plate says, I just know. <laughs> <laughs> so she goes, I like your license plate. I said, yeah, I have that there because I'm a psychic. And she goes, I know you are because I saw you three years ago. And she points to the guy right next to her, right next to her. And she goes, and you predicted my husband. And you told me that his name started with a letter J. His name is J. And you told me that he is either a mechanic or he is a a construction worker because you saw him working with his hands. She says, well, it turns out he's a construction worker. And she waves. And then you you were talking to my grandmother and you said, tell her, say hello to Melissa. And that's my cousin. And she points to the fifth person at the end of the the people that were sitting there. And so she goes, that's Melissa. And she's waving to me. She, goes, you, she said, all your predictions that happened years in advance, she goes, it all happened. And I hear this all the time, so it's, like, common for me. So has it lost a bit of its thrill? No. No. No, not at all. Each time somebody tells me a prediction that I've said, I get excited as if somebody else told them that. Like, I have a hard time believing that I'm able to tell somebody something that that is going to happen before it happens you know i've given out now i'm not going to tell you right now before i tell you this story so you can't ask because it's got to come through spiritually but i've literally uh and i'm going to tell you an interesting story after this i've literally given out over 80 winning lottery numbers whoa you know pick threes and pick fours before they happen i'm ready so, see, that's what I said. So, here I am. I'm, I'm at a party. All right, I'm doing one of my arty parties. Nice. So, Is that the always the name? Yeah, that's what I call them, arty yeah, parties. Yeah, arty party. So, 
So anyway, so I'm reading for this one lady who's having the party. She's the host, but she made herself last. She was the 10th person that day that I read for. And I said, your mother, excuse me, your mother's pulling through. And she said, she's, I said, she's telling you, you need to play the number 347. And she goes, all right, when we're finished here, she goes, I'll tell my husband to go to the store and, and get it. So we finished the reading. We're walking down the hallway. He's sitting in front of the TV on the ornament with the TV clicker in his hand watching TV. And she goes, honey, she goes, my mom pulled through. She goes, you got to go to the store right now. And uh, she said to play the numbers 347. And he's looking at the TV. He goes, it's too late. It just came out. And what were the numbers? 347. Whoa. That's, that's pretty wild. So she got pissed and she says, son of a bitch. And I had to make myself last. <laughs> <laughs> if only she was a bit more selfish. Now, mind you, there's another time where I'm doing a party for a group of women in the same room. I was at a cafe. An arty party. <laughs> I'm having an arty party. Yes, I am. So there's a group of women in the same room. And I'm looking at this one lady. I said, your mother is telling me to tell you. You need to play her birthday because it's coming out real soon. Now, I didn't know what her mother's birthday was, but your mother is saying you need to play my birthday real soon because it's coming out. <laughs> so I found out a couple of weeks later because her best friend owned that cafe, the lady who I happened to be reading. I didn't know that they were friends. And she goes, I just want you to know you were speaking to my friend, Michelle, and um, that was the one who you said with the mother pulling through and you said she needs to play her birthday. She played her mother's birthday the next day, and she won six thousand dollars. Wow! I she could played use, the pick four. I could use six thousand dollars. Now, mind you, I did not know what the numbers were, what her birthday was, but I was told that her mother's birthday is coming out real soon. She played it, she won it, and the beautiful thing is, this lady is a missionary, mm -hmm. and she does all volunteer tear work, and she travels the world helping out need. Uh, you know, homeless people or people in need. So that was her mother's gift to her. See, the thing that confuses me with the lottery stuff um, in a way, though, is that these <laughs> spirits are kind of telling you to uh, uh, these numbers and things. But how do they know this random, uh, it's not random. lottery thing? It's not random. Everything's of the same. When you're in the spiritual world, you already know what the future is going to be. In so, the spiritual world, because every because time and space does not exist in the spiritual world, a second is equivalent to a thousand years in the spiritual world. There's no such thing as the the past, present, and future because everything is of the same. So the, how that the, actually worked, I don't know. The spirits are kind of like, I've waited a thousand yeah. years to tell you this. Three, four, seven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You must play this now. <laughs> yeah. Go there now. <laughs> and uh, for Artie, you can't see this right now, but Eric has pen in hand. He's ready to go. He's itching <laughs> to hear some numbers here. <laughs> it's it's was just he, it's funny. Doing... It's funny because my mom always tells me she always calls me on the phone and says, "You see, you see how high the lottery is. You better play it today." <laughs> and I never do. Well, listen, you got to be in it to win it. <laughs> That's true. That's what they say. You know, but, you know, like I say, I take nothing that I say for granted. Now, does everything that I say predict come true? No. Does most of it come true? I could probably say yes. And the reason is there's what's known as psychic probabilities of predictions because not everything is written in stone as far as an outcome based on your choices. So in other words, I'll give you an example. You know, like I, I told that one girl when she came in, the one with the tattoos, and I gave her what to do. I told her what to do to stop doing what she's doing so that she could live a more, you know, normal, healthy, happy life. She chose not to. So because of her choices and not listening to me, that she did what she did and she ended up in jail. She didn't have to go to jail. She chose to make that direction. No. So a lot of times people might say to me, All right, what do you see for my relationship? And so as far as that goes, it's like I say, well, if you stay with him, this is what's going to happen. If you leave him, this is what's going to happen. If you go for counseling, this is what's going to go ha happen. If you go with the other guy, this is what I see happening. And they'll say, well, what do you see me doing? I said, 
Well, I can only tell you what I would do if I was in your situation. I only told you what to expect based on your choices. But I do see what's going to happen based on your choices. You, you've Again, never, you've, you've never used your ability, um, as a, as a, like, pickup line before, have you? <laughs> have I used it as a pickup line? Well, you're like, well, let's just... what do you see in my relationship? And you say, I don't know, having an arty party a little later. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny you should say that. There is a girl, you're going to laugh at this. There is a girl who I was, like, really attracted to, and, you know, you know, I'm not seeing anybody in the moment. And I was having an arty party, but she did a group reading, not where they were individuals. So there was this one girl who I was really attracted to. And so I was shocked when she asked me, so Artie, who do you see for me in my love life? Yeah. And so when I held her hand and all her friends are in the same room, you know, and I'm thinking to myself in that moment, like this girl's so beautiful and she has such a nice personality. I couldn't fathom the fact that she was like even available. Right. So I held her hand and I said to her, uh, your future love looks a lot like me. <laughs> <laughs> So, and she looks at me and she goes, all right, all right. (laughs) Now, mind you, I was just flirting and joking around with her. Yeah. But uh, countless times I have predicted exactly what people's future love looks like. I've done that countless times. There's not enough fingers and toes on all of our hands and feet. Eleven. How many times? Exactly. (laughs) I've done that. So, So I'm very good at predicting future love for people. Artie, as we're winding down here uh, towards the end of the episode, uh, do you have any – did anything come to you for, like, predictions for – I know the Damien with his car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and if he doesn't listen to you with this car, is it possible he could go to jail? <laughs> I mean, if I don't listen. <laughs> no, it's just a matter – it's just a situation that's going to be out of his control that he's going to experience. So everybody's everyday life. Yeah, you know, he's also, I also feel like there's going to be somebody who he hasn't seen in a really long time that he's going to be like at a stoplight and he's going to look over and he's going to, oh my God. And it's like somebody's going to be pointing to him or you're going to be pointing to somebody and it's just like, whoa. And I feel like that that's going to happen also soon enough. Yeah, I hope it's on the same day that he gets locked out of his car. (laughs) Or or there's an issue with the door or whatnot. Yes. You know, uh, there was a time where another true story is uh, a girl who lost both her parents and her sister and she had nobody else in her immediate family at all and so she needed a sign from her parents she wanted a sign from her parents so i said to her i said on this i said on the same day i said you're going to see a beautiful white feather appear in front of you and a bird's going to shit on you i said and that's going to be your parents hello because they had like a sense of humor (laughs) and so I bumped into her friend literally six months after that. I saw her friend at a bank at this, you know, who was at the party. And she goes, Artie, now mind you, I don't remember anything that I say to anybody. The only reason why I could tell you these stories now because people have come back to me after I've been in this conscious state of mind. But while I'm reading people, I don't remember anything I tell people. And so what happened was her friend bumped into me at the bank. She goes, Artie, you read from my friend, yada, yada, yada. And you told, and I don't remember this, but she's telling me this. She goes, and you told her, you know, she lost both her parents and her sister. And you said she she was desperate for a sign. And you told her that a bird was going to shit on her and that there was going to be a big, beautiful white feather. And she goes, well, she went to Mexico. She was depressed and upset for six months because she never got any sign. She goes, But six months later, she went to Mexico. She's lying out on the beach with one of her friends. And while she's lying on the beach, a bird shit on her. And later on that evening, when she went to pull off the cover of her bed underneath the cover was a big white feather and she goes how it got there she has no clue but it all happened just like you said six months later whoa so i mean that's a true story but the stories go on and on and on and on yeah i feel like i feel like cody here is itching for you to kind of predict something for him because he he keeps bringing it up eric's gonna see spirits but the thing is, I asked. Uh, that's true. I, but I asked here, too. You're asking slightly vaguely. I'm asking vaguely. Maybe if you asked a more specific question. Do I need a specific question? Hold on a second. There's somebody um, There's somebody who's going to be doing a trick or, or for whatever reason, somebody's going to be doing something stupid and, like, put a penny on their forehead. 
I don't know why, but someone's going to do a penny on the forehead. I don't know if this is going to be a trick or if they're just going to be stupid and just like do an indentation. But you're going to experience somebody. This is something very unusual, but somebody's going to put a coin or a penny on their forehead. Why? I don't know. That sounds like Cody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of my classic hats. Have you been creeping his Instagram? <laughs> uh, well, I guess that's my prediction. That's what yeah. I, I can't see it being me. <laughs> so no, it must you'll be see, you. Like I, no, but what I'm saying is it's like somebody – you're going to see somebody just walking around for whatever stupid-ass reason. The funny, gonna be, Well, the funny thing with that prediction is um, – here in Canada, we don't even have pennies anymore. So just to find one would be the hard part. <laughs> well, it's, I said a penny or a coin. Yes, yes. Or a coin. But if I find a penny, I'm going to have to stick it to my forehead now. <laughs> yeah. Or watch, you'll probably see a tattoo of uh, a, a coin on somebody's forehead or something oh, like that. I'd be worried something about crazy. getting murdered more than... <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, Artie, I, I think uh, I think we're wound down here. Is there any last things? We're going to do some plugs here, but is there any last uh, any last predictions that you're feeling? Anything like that before we do plugs? Well, I want to. It's not so much as a prediction, but what I want to say is that when you believe in something with all your heart, even though other people might not be on the same page as you or other people might not appreciate your own visions or what you want to do, if it's important to you and you want something bad enough, don't ever give that up. Just because somebody else can't appreciate your visions or your heart or your happiness, if someone or something is, and there's a reason why I'm telling you guys this, if someone is doubting you or, or not giving your happiness enough credit of what makes you happy, just because it doesn't make sense to them, doesn't mean you should stop because if you listen to them that means you gave them the power to take away your dreams that's a good message to leave up yeah uh, very positive yeah Artie, uh, uh let's do some plugs here where can people Thank follow you. you so i do do a facebook live show every sunday night 8 p.m eastern time where i do free readings for one hour and i connect to people's loved ones you no, know, you type in the questions. I have an assistant, Carrie, who reads the questions to me. And then I look at the camera like I am now, and I just answer people's questions. And um, so it's called Angels and Answers. So if you go to ArtieHoffman.com, A-R-T-I-E-H-O-F-F-M-A-N.com, you go to my website, you'll see all about me. And if you want, uh, I'm just as accurate over the phone as I am in person as far as doing readings for people. Or if you want to connect to a loved one or whatever. And if you want me to go to your home and, and to do an arty party, if you're buying, I'm flying. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, but uh, – or you could email me at artyhoffman at gmail. And you'll see that I'm very inspirational. I'm not a uh, – I won't give um, – you know, I don't tell people negative crap. If, and if I do see issues or problems like I did with that other girl I told you about, if she didn't stop doing otherwise she's going to go to jail. You know, if I see negative situations with your life or your relationship or whatever, I will tell you how to overcome situations so you're not stuck. So I help people unstuck themselves with their life. And That's... I want to thank you so much for having me on your show. Yeah, oh. thank you so much, Artie. Thank you. Rocking, baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eric, do you want to do some plugs? Uh, yeah, I, I'm Eric Andrews. You can find me on Twitter at Merrick Mandrews. Uh, I'm, I'm a, I have a podcast of my own. It will be releasing in November called Mark and Eric pod cast. Amazing. And the last time Eric was on here, Artie, uh, it was just the Mark forward podcast. Yeah. So he's been upgraded to the title. Oh, that's really cool. Oh, and I, oh. Now. And I also wanted everyone to know I do have a book that I that I wrote called Angels and Answers. And you can get that on Amazon or if you go to my website, ArtieHoffman.com, there's a link right to Amazon that you could order my book called Angels and Answers. And I promise you this book will change your perception of your life and life itself. And it's and it's a very easy read book. And it has a lot of beautiful messages that I channeled that I shared with the world. Amazing. Oh, and I have a website, 
MerrickMandrews.com, and uh, my one-man show will be remounted uh, in the next three months at Comedy Bar. Cool. And Damien, you have a show as well. Yeah, uh, the uh, Outwit, Outlaugh, oh no, Outwit, Outplay, Outlaugh. I always forget the order of it. Yeah, season Uh, two. Season two is going on at um, the SoCap starting October 21st and running for the next eight weeks every Monday. Yeah. And if you're listening to this today, October 31st is when we're going to release this. Oh, yeah. Then you can go to uh, Club M4. I'll be performing stand-up at that club uh, in Mississauga for the band post. Very cool. Awesome. And all of the uh, information to follow Eric and Artie will be in the description for the podcast. Spooked. 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 Awesome. Spooked. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 